12 minutes after 2 o'clock. Welcome to the show. You know, most of us get into a plane and we're concerned with, you know, the leg room and when the drink cart is coming around. We're not concerned with what's going on in the cockpit that much because we figure everything's fine. Only two years ago, uh, March 2015, there was a horrific crash. Uh, You might remember it. A suicidal co-pilot locked his captain out and crashed the plane, killing 150 aboard. Only uh, one crew person was required to be in the cockpit at all times. And after that, uh, we did an about-face, and the Canadian government announced that two crew would be required to be in the cockpit at all times. Two years later... That was a temporary order. It expired in June. We're joined by Jock Williams, who's AM640's aviation expert. Jock, why now? Why would they go back on this? Hi, Kelly. I can't tell you why they went back on it, but I can tell you they should never have gone forward on it in the first place. It was a useless rule. And uh, I think the government did it simply to be seen to be doing something active at a very debatable time in aviation history. Why would you say it's it's a useless rule? I mean, I, one of the things that freaks me about flying is the fact that uh, the takeoff and landing, I actually don't get nervous about. It's it's when we're in the air because I think, <laughs> hey, if somebody wants to take this plane down, if they're not having a good day, they can do it quite easily. That's very true, and that will always be very true, and that's the sad news. The fact of the matter is, if one person in the in the front end of the airplane wants to kill everybody, he or she still can do it with without any problem at all. Just imagine that that you've somehow talked your other pilot, whether he's the real pilot or the co-pilot, you've talked him into leaving the cockpit to go to the washroom, and they replace that person with, let's say, a 120-pound uh, flight attendant. If I'm prepared to kill myself and everybody on the plane, don't you think I'm prepared to kill that flight attendant? You know, and if that be the case, was there any additional safety by sacrificing that person, putting them in the cockpit? The, the reality is there is there is virtually no statistical risk of this happening. But that doesn't make the 150-odd people aboard the Air Berlin flight who died any happier. But it's so statistically insignificant, it just isn't a risk. So this was about optics. I believe so, yeah. You've got to be seen to be doing something, and sometimes it's hard to dream something up, and this one was, you know, a good good try, but useless from the beginning. Transport Canada added that two crew members, uh, that two crew member requirement may also reduce the uh, number of flight attendants in the cabin having potential impact on passenger safety, especially in an emergency. Would you um, say that they're correct on that as well? No, I wouldn't, actually. I think that we all admit that flight attendants do not exist to serve martinis or uh, knickknacks. What they exist for is to help in the uh, ultimate evacuation of an airplane that has crashed on the ground or to get ready for some other emergency procedure. So in in as much as the person is, is absent if sitting up in the front end, uh, I suppose you could say that's true, but I have a feeling that uh, we would send the extra flight attendant back if there were the kind of emergency that required the help in the back end, because by that time, the pilot is fighting for his life himself and will do just fine. Sure. I mean, and, and you're, if you're, you're assuming that crew members won't use their discretion. Their discretion to do what? Just, I mean, to, you know, act appropriately in a, in a case of emergency. Flight. Not you, but with sure. that... That idea. Flight crew are very well trained for emergency evacuation and Mm -hmm. for all the procedures that we need them for. 
what they're not cleared for or trained in is hand-to-hand combat with a suicidal pilot up front when left alone with him. Now, if you want to do that or if you want to arm them, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. My wife suggests two discrete codes for the outside, one for each pilot, so the German, the Berlin Air thing can't be repeated. The pilot would be able to get in using his discrete code. Interesting. And I, I think that's a pretty good idea. These armored doors will keep somebody out, but not if they have the code. Behind every good woman or good man is a good woman. Uh, the uh, Air Canada Pilots Association said its members are pleased with the change. Uh, you're agreeing that the Pilots Association would be pretty pleased. I, I believe that not only are they pretty pleased, but it, it was never an affair that should have bothered them in the first place. I'm sure that, like me, their opinion of the whole thing was uh, one of just sort of laughing at it. It was a silly move to make. It, it created some small amount of difficulty, but not much. Right. And uh, I don't think it's going to affect airline safety in the least. But if it does, uh, it'll be on the same odds, you know, one in 25 million or whatever. And sometimes you just have to take a risk. You do that when you cross the street. I understand that uh, some uh, European airlines are following suit. They, they've already removed that uh, yeah. temporary um, restriction. And uh, the Americans aren't following suit. Do you expect that'll change? I, I, that's an interesting question. What I said to myself was, I wonder if the Americans will impose that rule unilaterally on Canadian airlines flying out of the United States and mm. say, you go back and put that rule back in. Because if the Americans really believe in it, yeah. you know, they dominate the industry and, uh, and certainly their pressure to do something w- would be listened to very, very carefully. I, but I don't think they think that that rule is effective either. Would that only pertain to when that plane was in U.S. airspace? Well, sure. If an airplane landed in Chicago coming out of Toronto or Vancouver, uh, the Americans might say, when that plane takes off out of the United States, it works on this rule, two people in the cockpit at all times. Once it gets back to Canada, all bets are off. But if it comes back into the States, it works on that rule again. And they could also say any airline flying into the United States must implement this rule. It, it would work and it can be done. Well, Jock, I, I can't say that you've... I'm not sure how you've made me feel today. I don't know if I feel more comforted I just flying. want you to know, it's safe to go in an airplane. The chances of you running into a suicidal pilot or co-pilot are absolutely zero. All right. Well, now, what are the odds of uh, you uh, talking to the uh, uh, aviation community to try and get your wife's uh, plan implemented with well, regards to the uh, well, pilot code? I the word around that my wife has the perfect plan. All right, you listen. I was biased. You might want to copyright that right now. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> As God is my witness, and you are my witness. (laughs) All right, and everyone else listening to AM640 right now. Jock, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. Cheers. Bye. So I want to know, um, would you feel safer knowing that no one is ever alone in the cockpit? Steve, you're not buying what Jock is selling. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking that... well, and overall, you can go through all the all the minutia, and then what it boils down to, if you don't have the second guy in the in the in the plane as a cockpit co-pilot or whatever, if the first guy and God forbid this ever happens, he has a heart attack or whatever, what happens then? Like he dies, sure, but how about the other two hundred passengers? They all die too. It's really down to numbers, and you don't want that to happen to not even one person. That's that's my opinion. So you're talking about not somebody purposely taking a plane down, but it happening happening accidentally if they exactly. suffer a medical that hasn't even emergency. Been considered in this conversation. So. Yeah, I think it probably hasn't been considered, and it's it's too bad that I uh, didn't think along those lines because I could have asked Jock about it. But I would imagine that the bulk of the flying is happening on autopilot. 
Oh, the flying, absolutely. But it's, it's, I don't know if it's the takeoff or the landing. It's one or the other that you got to have somebody to, and I believe it's the takeoff. And it doesn't change in this situation. So basically they're saying that two people have to be in the cockpit. Pit, you need, you know, the captain, uh, the, the pilot and the co-pilot have to be okay, in the plane. Me, I agree with totally. Right. So. And so his, where he punched the hole in it is he said, listen, if you have, say the co-pilot or the uh, captain has to go to the washroom where they're taking yeah. their break, yes. you know, he said you bring in uh, a flight attendant say, it's me. I don't weigh that much. Well, that's fine. What am I going to do? If a, yeah, but what am I going to do if the guy takes wants to take down the plane was his point? He's going to attack me and take it down. Yeah, well, that's going to happen regardless. Yeah. I don't care how many people you have in the cockpit. Yeah. You know, I'm getting back to the lives that are on the plane and, you know, like numbers, statistics, uh, be damned. You know, like, yeah, the odds are say this won't happen. But again, there's always that one and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the one person or the person. You know, it, to me, it's the, the entire plane that's at risk. Um, whatever you have to do to, you know, subdue or what anybody's trying to take over the plane or kill a cockpit or uh, take over the cockpit should be taken down with 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 aggression. I don't know how else to put it. Right. But again, back to the actual statistics, which what my call was about, is I believe it, you know, there always should be two people in the cockpit. And I believe that's an option now, is what you said. Is that correct? Uh, well, it's it's an option. I know that they still have to have two people flying the plane. But now, oh. if, uh, if, if the pilot or co-pilot want to leave and leave the one person alone, they can yeah. do that. Uh, well, I'm not in favor of that. And it depends on the airline, because not all the uh, airlines are left to decide what they want to do. Um, but, you know, as as uh, far as it's concerned, I think Air Canada have announced that they're going ahead with this. WestJet, we don't know. A lot of uh, airlines not talking about this yet, yeah. but it's uh, fairly new. I appreciate the call. Hey, David in France. David in France, are you really calling from France? We oui, wait. Oui. Okay. <laughs> Where in France? I'm in Paris. Oh, nice. Ooh la la. So um, what are your thoughts on this? You know what? I thought it was a rule, no, stupid rule to begin with, and um, I didn't believe in it uh, to start. And and coming from an area where I deal with uh, international uh, aviation security and uh, uh, ICAO and stuff like that, and not considering I'm with Air France now, uh, we're looking at uh, taking it out as well. Because it was a stupid rule to begin with. It's something that we were trying to make it look uh, good. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't make a difference whether there were two pilots in there or the flight attendant. Because it doesn't make sense. Because, you know, what is the fly- a flight attendant going to do? I remember talking to an Air, Air Canada flight attendant uh, on my way over to Hong Kong. And uh, she's like, I don't know what to do when I'm in there. And I'm right. like, you're supposed to make sure that that guy doesn't try to crash a plane or open the door for the for the pilot or the co-pilot. You know, at the I, end of the day, it's interesting you bring that up, David, because you know the more you talk about it, the more I'm wondering if it was me, you'd be in there and you'd probably distract the pilot. It, you know, uh, it, if you think about it, you're up in the air. They're going to flip the switch and have the aircraft on autopilot anyway. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of work that they're doing there, and from time to time, they're checking their systems and fuel burn and everything else. But when it comes to the flight attendant coming in. It, the flight attendant goes in there from time to time to see if the pilots want to drink or eat something anyway because it's their time to eat, uh, for their uh, beverage and meal. Right. But other than that, uh, what is she going to do? Unless she's tra- unless that he or she is trained to fly an aircraft and that particular aircraft, she's not, he or she is not going to know what to do, especially trying to subdue a pilot uh, from bringing the aircraft down because their pilot's arms are going to be long. They're going to be pushing that yoke. 
uh, and bringing that plane down if that was the case. So whether there's one person or two, it doesn't really matter because at some point the pilot needs to get up to go to a washroom. What is a flight attendant going to do? Yeah. What, what uh, as far as Air France is concerned, so they have taken this off, this this rule that was in place? They're looking at doing the same okay. thing. Okay. Because I know some uh, European airlines are, and, uh, you know, we're not sure which Canadian airlines have decided to go back to the old uh, method of, you know, y- you can leave someone alone in the cockpit, everything will be uh, great. I know that Air Canada seems to be quoted in this article from Global News that they've gone forward with it, but Air Canada Pilots Association say its members pleased with the change. So that's two yeah. right there um, that actually that's work in the right. field of aviation that say, hey, don't worry about it. It was a stupid okay. rule. And I guarantee you right now, uh, all the other airlines right now are doing a risk, uh, risk uh, safety metrics. They're going through the whole uh, uh, risk uh, scenario to see whether they should or shouldn't do it. It all, it all depends on what their level of risk is at. I really appreciate the call, David. Uh, good to talk to you again. Good talking to you. See all ya. right. Cheers.